today on CityCast Denver. Colorado's most famous Mexican restaurant and immersive entertainment experience hangs in the balance. What's Casa Bonita? Dude, haven't you ever been there? It's a big Mexican restaurant, but they have like cliff jumpers and Black Bart's Cave and all kinds of stuff. It's like the Disneyland of Mexican restaurants. Our last best hope for a return of the Pink Palace? Who else but Casa Bonita's number one fan? It's not just me like, oh, I'm the number one fan. I want to save this thing. It's much more serious than that. We have the knowledge and wherewithal to actually pull this off. Today is Thursday, April 15th, 2021. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Let's take a look at the news. Denver weather today, cloudy, raining, and a cool high of 44. Denver is easing mask mandates, meaning you no longer have to wear a face covering in outdoor settings. Masks should still be worn indoors and when doing things like riding public transit. Denver will allow restaurants and gyms to operate at full capacity with social distancing requirements beginning tomorrow. Our advice always, keep wearing your masks everywhere and stay socially distanced. In Hooray for Restaurants reopening news, Denver deli favorite Zadie's will be back in business in a new location and under new ownership this summer. Bakery expert Beth Ginsburg promises to bring many Zadie's classic recipes back and will be baking bagels and rye bread on site. I've been having my birthday parties at Casa Bonita since the 80s. I mean, where else could you go with a haunted house, an indoor waterfall complete with cliff divers, Wild West shootouts, untamed gorillas, a haunted disembodied face at the bottom of a wishing well, and skee-ball? But all these things that make Casa Bonita great are currently frozen in time because the restaurant has been closed since the pandemic started. And earlier this week, they filed for bankruptcy. To go with somebody else and to see them come around the corner with their, you know, they're holding the tray of their food and it's all looks like it's outside and the waterfall and stuff. It's like that gives me chills. Andrew Novick gets it. He's been going to Casa Bonita since 1974 when he was five years old. And on the side of his very real career as a scientist, he's become something of a professional Casa Bonita super fan. Now with the fate of the restaurant in doubt, Andrew is organizing a group of super friends to swoop in. Friends like Danny Newman, the entrepreneur who helped save another Denver institution, My Brother's Bar, back in 2017. Um, we, we certainly know that the you know 100,000 or even a couple hundred thousand is not going to uh, get us there ultimately. Andrew and Danny are on the show today to give us an inside look at their work to save Casa Bonita, which goes way beyond that $100,000 GoFundMe campaign. So I guess we should start kind of where Casa Bonita is at the moment. And um, I know the big news this week was that they filed for bankruptcy protection. Um, do either of you want to explain kind of what you know is going on with it right now? So as you know, Casa Bonita has been closed for over a year because of the pandemic. Uh, and they can't really open for takeout. I guess they could have a Sopapilla uh, wagon or something. Um, but really, that, that restaurant's part is an experience. So like you can't you can't have a takeout experience so being closed that long apparently also not paying rent so the landlord has um, gotten interested in pursuing them for the rent or renting it to somebody else uh, so they kind of had to 
do that to protect themselves from getting evicted. Danny, you and Andrew are part of this group to save Casa Bonita. Can you talk about what you all are doing as a group in relationship to this situation? Yeah, when we actually uh, found out later that we had been kind of working separately on various uh, tracks of this uh, secretly uh, uh, with some different ideas. So uh, I had been pursuing the landlord track last year. So I was working with and talking to the landlords of, of Casa Bonita and finding out, you know, kind of how late they were, when their lease expires, all of that kind of information. And I got an awesome uh, cryptic uh, message from Andrew uh, a couple months ago now saying um, there's something that we should uh, we should chat about. And obviously, if you get a text like that from Andrew, you know what it's about. No, I, I didn't know what it was about, but it was, of course, I dropped everything and I was so excited to, you know, kind of be brought into a group that, that they had actually already been uh, kind of in the back uh, working on some plans as well. And so together, we actually were able to form the whole picture of, of what was uh, what was going on and uh, be able to start you know formulating what some different ideas of how to how to save this thing so andrew danny's sort of coming from the real estate expert side of this and you're coming from sort of the the personal experience of casa bonita and caring about this entity what was your group doing before you met up with danny or what what did you what did you want to do to contribute to this larger picture of saving casa bonita whenever anything happens with casa bonita people always call me (laughs) you know so they're like What's going on with Casa Bonita? So, like, I had to kind of uh, figure out, you know, what was happening. And their their Facebook page went down last July. And oh. then the tower lights went off. You know, that's when I started getting worried. Um, so I actually uh, found the owner, which is kind of hard to get a hold of, but he's the CEO of Star Buffet, the parent company, and uh, was able to um, start talking to him a little uh, just about just as like a fan, you know, like, hey, I'm a fan and like I'm worried and everyone's asking me what's, you know, why is the website down? And He didn't really have a good answer. Um, he just said for business purposes. <laughs> <laughs> but but it ended up starting this conversation. He was actually everyone's kind of scared of scared of him. Mm. You know, it's like he's hard to reach and, uh, you know, everyone's like worried about him. But he was actually very friendly and he's like, call me anytime, you know. He really wanted to open Casa Bonita back up. You know, the legislative rules are just too strict. And he's like, I can't open unless I can open 100%. You can't have a half open Casa Bonita. Exactly. So with that $100,000 that you were hoping to raise and talking with the owner, did you, like, where would that money go? Or what did you, would you hope to accomplish with raising that money? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a good question because it's, and it's hard to answer. So we were talking about doing a fundraising campaign but when we realized that you know the another group was talking about taking over their lease and them getting evicted we like jumped on it immediately and like got a website you know danny got his website going we started the campaign and it's it's primarily for awareness for people to be part of something for us to be the voice of the community because you might have this landlord and um, developer side and then you have the casa Bedina management side and like, we want to have a say ourselves. And also, um, you know, to, to have the rewards, we have t-shirts and enamel pins and stickers and stuff, which, which help promote the campaign, but it's also people get to feel a part of it. We're not sure exactly what we're going to need, but if we need to hire a lawyer, it'd be nice to have that money. And that's why we put in our GoFundMe, which is pretty rare, I think, but we offer to um, refund people any, any funds that aren't used. 
And so really, there's really no limit. Like the more money we can raise, the better, because that can that can actually buy us a seat at the table um, or get us future investment. Danny, maybe this is a question then for you, since you've you've done sort of work in saving businesses or at least um, backing businesses that were potentially going to go away that were important in Denver, like my brother's bar. How do you see um, just the community support being something that could help Casa Bonita? Like Andrew mentioned, this is kind of the, the 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 cushion that we need to then really kind of kickstart the the next level of what this is going to look like. So, obviously, if we're able to get further down the road, we will need substantially more uh, more money. Um, but having a basis and a community supported uh, fund like this, we have the ability to. Uh, start that process. Um, we we certainly know that the you know hundred thousand or even a couple hundred thousand is not going to uh, get us there ultimately, but uh, this is this is a, a a great start and really brings the the community together. And you know we've actually identified a few different ways that this could happen. Where you know maybe maybe we really do have a very community owned uh, uh, version of this, um, or we find find other investors or uh, things along those lines. One of the conversations I've seen about Caspineta is it's not locally owned. And have you have you heard from other people in your position or other investors that might be interested in buying Casa Bonita and making it a local establishment? I think the undertaking is uh, uh, pretty pretty crazy. So obviously the uh, overall kind of day-to-day management group is going to have to be extremely dedicated to this. Uh, that said, I think that there's plenty of high-profile uh, Denverites that are that are super stoked to participate in this. And we've certainly had uh, uh, kicked off a lot of those conversations. Uh, as as we go down this, this path, I think there's a couple, we, we could probably make it all happen with just a couple uh, phone calls to actually pull the, you know, pull the big dollars in. And, you know, Danny, the thing I think about is Casa Bonita was designated a historic landmark a couple years ago, but it's in Lakewood. It's not in Denver. And so Lakewood's historic designations don't have the same teeth that our designations do in in Denver. And from a real estate perspective, do you do you think there's a chance that it could get torn down? I hate that question. (laughs) I don't think it could get torn down. Like, I don't think it could stop being you know, physically what it is. I do think there are a few unfortunate options where there could be uh, new, new, new tenants, new, mm-hmm. new uh, folks in there. But yeah, I think there's, there's, there's plenty of stuff stopping it from physically going away. But that doesn't mean that there aren't versions of the future where there's just terrible uh, you know, uh, iterations of what, of, of what could go on there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and, uh, the, the story is actually a little bit worse than that because oh. it's not, it's not actually a city of Lakewood historical landmark. It's a Lakewood historical society oh. landmark, which, which actually holds less protection oh. <laughs> than even that. It's very honorary. Yeah. And I actually asked um, the CEO about that. I was like, oh, okay. You know, it's, I remember it became a historic landmark in 2016. And he said, that's never gained us anything. A city, a city of Lakewood landmark actually could protect um, the, the facade, the outside structure. Okay. So it could become, they could totally gut the inside, but um, the city of Lakewood uh, could, could protect the, the structure. And obviously, there's a, there's possibility of state historic designation and even national designation. And I've talked to the person at History Colorado who's 
in charge of the state designations. And he's very interested. Um, but I think also that that is for the who's ever going to be running it, you know? I'm just imagining this like nightmare scenario, though, where it gets like saved, the facade gets saved, and then the inside's like a co-working space or something. (laughs) (laughs) We work a bonita. (laughs) Like an Applebee's or something and be like, the food didn't get any better, you guys. (laughs) Acapulco. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that would be awful. No one take that idea, please. It's terrible. Thank you guys so much. This has been, I've, I've learned even more about this process and what we could possibly do to save it. So that's exciting. Thank you so much for having us. If you're interested in supporting the Save Casa Bonita movement, Andrew and Danny's group are hosting a rally this Saturday, the 17th at 10 a.m. Where else but right in front of Casa Bonita itself. Visit savecasabonita.org for more information or to donate. And I hear that bananas might actually make an appearance. Our favorite orange monkey. Oh, and I've got one more thing for you today. There's this reporter named Sam Brash with Colorado Public Radio. He always seems to uncover the quirkiest stories about climate and the environment. Earlier this week, he was on Twitter having some fun with a story he did about electric cars. Normally, I'd retweet and move on, but my producer, Alexandra, had different ideas. It's 2027. Your family is road tripping in your new electric minivan, but it's low on battery. There's a charger, thank goodness, and the plug, it fits. But the whore, the screen says only a certain luxury brand car can actually get that delicious DC current. You panic. You could pump gas from any station in your old car. Now you realize the landscape before you is littered with mirages. Sure, there are chargers, but many will lock you out. The kid starts crying in the back seat. The range estimator reaches zero. You think this is just some cli-fi nightmare cooked up by some rando radio reporter? Think again. It's becoming more and more likely as high-end companies like Rivian and Tesla continue to build closed, fast charger networks. That was Sam Brash of Colorado Public Radio. We'll put a link to that electric vehicle story in our show notes if you want to read it. And how could you not? That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us, rate the show wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to our incredible morning newsletter. Later! News! What about it?